We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It is time to go out to the East Coast to be joined by our good friend Rick Kaczynski, former Nebraska and Iowa defensive line coach. Kaz, good morning. Uh, I want your thoughts as a former coach yourself on the concept of midseason firings, not for Nebraska, but for Texas Tech. We pointed out in the first segment that Matt Wells was 5-3 and three this season. Had just lost to Kansas State on Saturday uh, at home. But they fire him despite being five and three. What what are your thoughts in general on midseason firings, and even with the having a winning record, Kaz? Hey guys, good morning. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know what you get out of it, to be honest with you. And um, you know, it's Texas Tech. All due respect to Texas Tech, I think it's a I think it's a really good program. And Sip knows, I'm, you know, back in after 2014, um, I got offered a job by those guys, so I followed them a little bit. Um, a lot of respect for the program, but you know it's, and I think you guys touched upon it. It's not like they're going after the guys that that LSU's going right. to go after. Um, you know the those those big name guys. I, I just don't understand what the hurry is in general. Right now, I know a little bit more about Texas Tech situation um, than probably most people do because. I have no life and follow them a little bit. So, but I, I think in general, I, I just I don't know what it does. It's it's you know, and I heard Coach Frost on uh, listening to you guys earlier talking about human nature. I mean, let's be honest, guys. If we go if we if we show up to work every day and our boss is fired, it, it's it's really really difficult to motivate yourself to do quite a good a job when nobody's looking over your shoulder and you have no idea who that leader is or who that guy holding you accountable for. It's it, it's really difficult. As a as a person to be motivated to do those type of things, um, and, and I think especially for eighteen to twenty two year old kids. So I, I don't know what you get out of it. Now, Hokut hired him. Okay, just specifics of that situation. I think okay. uh, Hokut's been there for uh, maybe ten years now. He hired him. Um, wasn't a wasn't a real. Uh, uh, fired up fan base with that hire. Right. Uh, he was on there. They, nobody is going to the games right now in Lubbock. Absolutely nobody. Oh boy. Really? Um, really? They had a GA a couple weeks ago, put something out on social media about the, basically blasting the, the fans. And then they asked Wells on a, on his radio show a couple weeks ago about what he likes about uh, Lubbock. And, um, the answer didn't go over very well. Basically, he, he he couldn't come up with anything to the city where he has to recruit uh, oh. in the university where he has to uh, recruit kids to. So Ouch. it was going really downhill. So I think part of it is Hokut was getting heat, you know, a little bit of, uh, hey, save my tail a little bit since he did the hire. But also people weren't going to the game. It wasn't embraced. So I guess I understand it a little bit more for Texas Tech situation. But what are you going to get out of it? Unless there's a guy on the staff that you want to make, that you want to basically interview for the job right now. But I can tell you from what little I from from what I know about that situation, there is nobody on that staff that is very embraced at this point. Sonny Cumbie is the will be the interim, right? And I don't know if yeah. he's a, is he a candidate. Um, you know, I, I don't know be just because nobody's really excited about this staff uh, and hasn't been for a couple years. So 
I, I, I would think that uh, the Texas Tech fan base and Hokat is, is looking for a little bit more of a uh, of a splash than that. Maybe a big time coordinator, NFL coordinator. You know, is that a you know if you could pull a Joe Brady type? Okay, if you could do something like that. Okay, um, I, I think that's the path that they're probably going to try to go down because I don't think they're going to get the splash that obviously LSU and the other big jobs that. Uh, you know the Southern Cal, those type of jobs that are that are open right now. Rick Kaczynski joins us. Rick, excellent stuff on Texas Tech. Now shifting our focus to Nebraska. Now, Rick, I get fixated on this bowl discussion, maybe overly fixated. How important do you think it is for Nebraska right now to get to a bowl game? It's always. I, I don't care if you're uh, who you are. You you want to get to a bowl game. You know, one, it's 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 a reward. Um, you know, for the guys on the team, um, it's. Um, you know, it's a reward for the coaches and the families, but uh, it's also a reward for for your accomplishments. But but secondly, uh, actually, I importantly as a coach, it, it gives you time to learn more about your football team. It gives you time to you know beat the you know beat the hell out of your young guys and figure out you know what kind of metal they have to them. Because quite uh-huh. frankly, when you, your young guys come in, your recruits come in, you have them during camp, and the way college football is now, guys, your game plan and almost you know, second week in camp. You know, you get about five, six days in and and you're already working on the opponent, so you don't get a whole lot of individual time. You don't get a whole lot of technique. Uh, you don't you don't really get to learn a whole lot about these uh, incoming guys unless they're playing for you. So um, right away, right off the bat, which, you know, it happens a little bit more in, in today's football, but not, not, not quite as much. So you're sending guys to scout team. They're not getting any technique work. Uh-huh. You really don't know a whole lot about them. So, you know, bowl games, that's where you learn because there's yeah. no 20-hour rule. Uh, you get a bunch of practices. You can go full gear. You can beat them up. Uh-huh. You know, you got no game. You got time to recover. So, you know, we made, we made huge strides, I always thought, uh-huh. with not necessarily the – and I think we did make some strides with the current team. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I think it's more important that you make those strides with those young guys. You know, you're, you're, the bowl games are – especially the bowl practices, those are focused, those are focused on the future, uh-huh. right, and getting progress for your future, learning about what you got going into spring ball – um, and also kind of developing, you know, your expectations and, you know, developing that relationship, uh, you know, as a D coordinator, O coordinator, and as an individual position coach with those guys, you haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to work with. So it's, it's extremely important oh, yes. for Nebraska or any program to get to a bowl game. Okay. With that being said, Kaz, I'm curious if you are Trev Alberts, Nebraska's new AD. I mean, we, we point out it's important to make a bowl game. They're three and five, but if they don't, what if these next four games they go one and three or zero oh and four? I mean, that's obviously the worst case scenario, but that's possible with who you're playing. I mean, I, I think right now we feel like Frost is, is probably safe, but what if, what if there is a worst case scenario with the last four games? What's going through Trev Albert's head, head right now? Well, I think one, once again, you got to look at guys. Just like Texas Tech, there's a lot like there's a lot we don't know, right? right. Just like Trev and Coach Frost and, and the team and the pro, there's a lot we we don't know, right? So I, I think you got to trust Trev. He's a football guy. He's a Nebraska guy. Um, he it's obvious he's smart enough to understand where this thing's going. So I, I think you have to you know you have to weigh things. You have to look at this thing globally and say okay. If we got rid of fraud, what, what does that do from the pro? One, who are we getting? 
Okay, what does that do for recruiting? And then third, you know, I mean, how, how far – how far does that set us back again? I mean, is this another is this another rebuild? So I think you can look at Coach Frost and his staff, and you can look at this year and say, okay, here here is here is progress. Okay, I like what they're doing. I like the culture. I like the way they coach. Uh, I think they're getting more discipline. All those things, you know, where I, I think you can you can get behind that. You can sell that, and I think now you got everybody from top down buying into that. Where you take. Texas Tech, the flavor of the day example, where you have nobody buying in what Coach Wells was doing. Right. So they had to make they had to make a decision whether they made a decision now or at the end of the season. So I think you can look at the stands at Texas Tech and say this eh, this isn't going where we where we want it to go. Right. And I just think if you look at modern college football guys, when you keep replacing coaches, it doesn't you can't cite an example of where of of how it has worked you can go look at lsu look at southern cal look at nebraska guys i mean at some point you know enough's enough you got to get behind the guy you got to stick behind a guy you know i think you got to come out at some point you know gary barta did an unbelievable job with this you know kirk was four and eight you know we, there was times we were six and six had some off-field problems and you know but but gary understood the plan the progress where we were going and came out and publicly backed Kurt. And when you got everybody on the same page, then you can move on, guys. I mean, yeah. I can tell you this. It was a lot easier recruiting in, in 2013, December, after um, that clown came out and said, Bo Pelini's going to be our coach, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. now you can go out and, <laughs> and sell those things a little bit easier, right. man, And right. because people are using those things against you. And I think that, you know, Nebraska cannibalizes itself a little bit. A little and bit. I'm not bashing the media and all, but, I mean, gosh, guys, two years ago we were talking about if, if Frost is the right guy. He was the most sought-after head coach in the country Four years ago, and for two and a half years now, you know, you got you got your own family questioning the hire, and that you just can't do that. Nebraska, take a step back, man. Look yourself in the mirror. Get behind your guy. Get everybody on board. And I think that is so critical right now. You got a Nebraska guy up top, understands football, understands athletics, understand what it takes to turn this thing around. So trust his decision, right? Get behind. Get behind whoever's the head coach, guys. It's like, you know, I mean, and I think you give yourself a chance to be successful. Okay, now, now part of this is, part of this is whether the AD believes in the plan, in the head coach's plan. Now, part of this plan is there's a big part of it that was revealed last week that it was Wednesday, so we didn't, we haven't had a chance to talk to you about it, Rick Kaczynski, former Nebraska defensive line coach. Here's the deal: Frost said that they're gonna. In going forward in recruiting, they're going to lean pretty hard on the transfer portal and JUCOs to get immediate impact players as a way to get them over the hump. They're close. He thinks if they can go into the portal, get some immediate impact guys, they can get over. How does that? How's that plan strike you, Cass? Oh man, you know, once again, Sip and Jake, I think when you look at it, you got to see what what your immediate needs. I don't think you can develop. But, Football is still a developmental game, right? Nebraska is a de- – I mean, outside – and even even Alabama, it's disparaging to say that Alabama's not – every football program is a developmental program, right? Um, okay. But 
but I, I just don't think you can build a roster. And I don't think I, I don't don't take what Coach Frost said out of context. That I don't think he's talking about building a no. program with transfer portal guys and JC guys. I mean, when you hit, man, you know you, you better you better you better hit it. You, you better hit it good. You know the 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 chances of you hitting a Randy Gregory. You know th- those guys are those guys are unicorns, but. When when you have a plan and you know who you're going after, you put all your eggs in that basket. Like, hey, we knew Randy. But also, I think when you're recruiting junior college guys and guys who have been placed in transfer portals, there was very few guys when I was at Iowa and Nebraska that we recruited mm-hmm. that were junior college guys or transfer guys that we didn't know about already. Okay. We had somebody okay. on the staff had previously recruited. I recruited Randy out of Fishers, uh, Indianapolis, uh, when he, uh, yeah. when he was in high school, you know, so you, ha- so you know, a lot when you're recruiting those guys, you better know a lot about them. Yeah. But Sip, Jake, I don't think you can build a program that way. You got to develop those guys, but yeah, I think, I think Nebraska needs a couple guys in the middle. I think they need a speed rusher, okay. right? You know, uh, speed you got to replace some guys on the back end. You need a safety, you know, heck, I mean, gosh, guys, let's it's Nebraska. Let's go find us a, a, a running back. I like the guy. I like the young guy they got. But man, come on, man, year four, we shouldn't be looking for a running back right now. So I, I think I think they're when you when you go after when you're looking at that transfer portal. I think Nebraska's had a great success with it. All right, just keep doing what they're doing. But I think you sprinkle a guy here, a guy guy there, and I think that's what Coach Frost is saying. Yeah, they're not building that roster. They're no. just hey, let's get some impact players. Let's identify them. Let's go after them. Let's get them. Big plan. Big part of the plan. Kaz, always great stuff. Thanks for the time, and we wow. will chat with you again next week. Wow, Kaz. Good Appreciate job. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, Take thank it. you. Rick Kaczynski. Now, now, he shed light on Texas Tech. we got to get the break. I get mm-hmm. it. But he shed light on that, Jake. Fans weren't showing up. Contrast Texas Tech fans not showing up to what you saw against Northwestern in that big stadium over on Stadium Drive and Michigan. It's all very confusing. Fans of Texas Tech aren't showing up. They're not showing up. Well, the team is Nebraska is fans. Games. Nebraska fans. Nebraska fans pack that stadium, and it's an incredible atmosphere. Incredible atmosphere. Incredible. Has Texas Tech ever been a great atmosphere, though? Really? Um, yeah. I mean, when they when they had Leach, it was good. It was it was packed. It was packed. I was there. I'd like, like to three or four times go through the history books of Texas yeah. Tech attendance. Oh, I don't think they draw really well. <laughs> right. But but it was when Leach was rolling, that place was was full. I'm just saying when you're five and three, that's a you problem to the fan base, not a coach okay. problem. That's, that's a fair. you problem. That's Song of the day is next on early break on the ticket. <laughs>